wouldn't say creativity is like a cup and then you fill it up and you fill it up. It's like more so layers. And as you learn and grow and work that muscle, you really find new depths, you know? It's kind of like you write with different language and different color and you discover new characters, Christy. I mean, I can't, man, I read yours and I'm like, oh my gosh, you came back into yes. the picture. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> you know, I wish like I thought in that way, but you know, I think that's the brilliance of the human mind and the gifts that we have. Welcome to the Friends and Fiction Writer's Block Podcast. Four New York Times bestselling authors, one rock star librarian and endless stories. Join Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, and Patty Callahan Henry, along with Ron Block. As novelists, we are four longtime friends with 70 books between us. And I am Ron Block. Please join us for fascinating author interviews and insider talk about publishing and writing. If you love books and are curious about the writing world, you are in the right place. Welcome to this special holiday episode of the Friends in Fiction Writer's Block Podcast. Our guest today is an author, entrepreneur, a podcast host, and a parent. We love exploring storytelling from many perspectives, so we are thrilled to have our guest with us today. I am Ron Block. I'm Christy Woodson-Harvey, and I'm so excited to welcome my friend, Clear Cherry Reeves, the owner and creator of Clearly Stated, a successful product line that can be found online and in retail stores all over the United States. She's an author, speaker, and educator who is passionate about serving others and building God's kingdom. Well known for her easy-to-relate, practical writing style, Clear's mission is to help others see themselves and the world around them through the eyes of Jesus. Clear now hosts a growing podcast called Let's Be Clear. Da-da-da. See what she did there? <laughs> Where she hopes people are encouraged by the raw, real love of Jesus. She was born and raised in Greenville, North Carolina. She's a proud alumnus of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Oh, and loves... <laughs> <laughs> And loves to live life to the fullest. Her favorite times always include her husband, Will. Oh, there's a commonality there. I know. <laughs> and their son, Sledge, who was born in July 2021. Okay, Cleary, let's just say you have a few irons in the fire. Writer, content creator, shop owner, podcast host, mom, wife, and so much more. In fact, I have to say that I follow you really pretty intently on Instagram. They're awesome. But even I don't know the extent of the product lines that you've created for women, men, and children of all ages. It's a lot and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I have to think that like so many other writers, you didn't grow up thinking, oh, one day I'm going to have a super thriving business creating devotionals and faith-centered products. Well, or maybe you did. I don't know. So tell me, how did you get here? Well, first off, can we do this every day? And uh, you guys could just start off and <laughs> and say those things to me again. You know, you can I just think remember all the good things that you're doing every morning. Ron and I'll just be like, we're here to tell you. We're here to remind yeah. you. Oh, yeah. man. You no. voice in your head. But really, you know, I think a lot of times that's just so like, honestly, the enemy didn't make us forget what the gifts that we have, the light that we're shining, what God's doing, you know, what his grace does through us and how he shows up. So to answer your question, Ron, no, I had no idea. <laughs> I still sometimes I'm like, uh, Lord, I guess, you know, he always provides. It's so cool to see the dots that he connects, but, you know, clearly stated was born 
out of my own need, just to have the word front and center. And through that, it was kind of like a volcanic eruption. I mean, once I started the first, the first product was scripture cards. And once I started that product, it just kind of was like a, I don't think we realized what's inside of us until it was kind of like I gave permission maybe to myself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's weird with creativity and innovation. I think we all kind of have imposter syndrome to a certain degree, like what we have, like everybody's doing it right. And if you're a writer, everybody's writing. And if you're a painter, everybody can do that. And it's like, wait a second, first off, no, they can't. And second off your version, nobody else has because nobody else is you. And so I think that is something where like the more courageous you are, like courage is bred through honestly courage. I don't think it's like you push a button and you get good at it. It's like you, you be brave and then you find courage for the next thing. And then, you know, same with creativity and So I think it's been really cool to see, um, you know, I still struggle with calling myself a writer. Christy's a writer. (laughs) Like, I, I like, like you're a writer, you know, I think about like, that sounds still so strange for me to say, um, but I kind of have always thought of things in nugget version, like, okay, that's a really good idea, but how do we consolidate that in a way that people can actually digest it? Because such a big thing for me is like with faith is the practical Like, how do we make that applicable in everyday life, right? Because there's a lot of things that sound good and there's a lot of information out there. And I really wanted to make sure that Clearly Stated was not just another voice to add to the already, you know, multiple voice and not, and every voice is important, right? But I just wanted to make sure that like, okay, God, help me when I do speak, when I do put things out there, help me make it relatable, help me, um, you know, really focus on what matters. And even when I've done like different men's products, you know, really thinking about like, okay, how did, how does this relate to them in a way that they won't just stick it in their closet, you know? (laughs) Um, so I, I kind of started backwards there. I don't think I answered your question, but in other words, no, I did not think that, uh, I would have a podcast, which I still wonder, Hey, do people listen to this? And so it's always a a pleasant surprise when, uh, you meet (laughs) customers like growth. I've always, I'm always just honestly, continually humbled at how God, um, has multiplied just, you know, my platform, um, my, my voice, what he wants to do with it. You know, I remember when I first started clearly stated, he said, look, you have to show up, but what I do with your gift is none of your business. And that was like, oh gosh, you know, but I think when you start to go, I wonder how this, you know, I want to like to know, um, maybe the ripple effect of what you do before you're willing to jump in. I think that gets to be dangerous territory. So I don't know if, if what I said makes sense, but Well, it totally makes sense. And what I want to say is that I'm so glad this is being recorded because you have little snippets of this this lovely language throughout what you just said. And so it'll be great to go back and and kind of hear it again. Yeah, oh. for sure. No, and I think I think what you just said is going to be so resonant with so many people too. We talk about this a lot on you know, the, the friends of fiction show as well. I mean, in the podcast too, but we talk to so many authors and writers, and I think all of us do suffer from that imposter syndrome. And Mm -hmm. also that feeling of sometimes like, well, I'll never be able to do that again. Like, Oh, you're afraid it's going to run out. It's so crazy. I told Will that recently. Yeah. Like you're like fearing scarcity. And, and I think where 
what's so interesting with that is it's like there's first off it's kind of like um I wouldn't say creativity is like a cup and then you fill it up and you fill it up. It's like more so layers. And as you learn and grow and work that muscle, you really find new depths. You know, it's kind of like you write with different language and different color and you discover new characters, Christy. I mean, I can't, man, I read yours and I'm like, oh my gosh, you came back into the picture. Oh, that's so awesome. (laughs) You know, I wish like I thought in that way, but you know, I think that's the brilliance of the human mind and the gifts that we have. And, um, and to see just these new depths take place. But I think a lot of us really want, uh, I think many people really want to discover that part of their, I think everybody honestly is a creative person because we're made by the creator himself, how that creativity takes fruition there's multiple different ways, right? There's a million different ways that creativity comes alive, but I think we have, you have to be vulnerable, you know, and, um, and you have to be okay with not everybody liking your version of creativity, which is totally fine because that's why it's like restaurants. That's why they're, if you're not feeling Asian, cool, there's Mexican and American and this version and that, you know, there's so many different flavors. And I think, um, in our world today, we just tend to get, so caught up and um, maybe distracted by wondering why that one section didn't like our version when there's like a million that do. I mean, my dad's a builder and he would always say, if he, if he focuses on the people who he's building for, then more will come. But if he just constantly is trying to cultivate um, more and that's where he puts his energy, then the people that are already said, Hey, I'm signing up with you then he's going to miss out on them and not serve them well. And so I think the same goes for really every field. It's like, hey, who's at your table? Who's eating there? Serve them well. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Give your love and your commitment to them. And that will bode well for you. Not to mention the fact that I think, honestly, God very much honors that. And, um, you know, I think many of us think that we're after influence and we're really after impact. We want to know that what we're doing matters and we think it's about the size. And I think it's really about like, I gave all that I had to the people that, that God was calling me to, however big, however that looks like, you know, I think, I think the other can be honestly a distraction. Um, so yeah. No, it's so true. And I mean, you're absolutely right about, you know, sometimes, Looking at the people, sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the people that don't like what we're doing that we forget about the people who do. And, you know, and I think something that you said about creativity, you know, part of our creativity and, and that, that layering process and coming up with these new ideas and not running dry is having these new life experiences. And you certainly had a very big life experience. Um, you have a beautiful baby boy named sledge who we're hoping is going to nap through this podcast. (laughs) And you better cross your fingers. If not, you're going to have some interesting audio as your background. (laughs) But he was born in July of 2021. Um, quite premature. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to believe that it's been that long, honestly. And so I, like so many others, I feel like I spent endless time, like refreshing Instagram to see like your sledge (laughs) update for the day. And I think, you know, I'm sure you felt this. There were so many people that just felt like we were a part of your story and your family story. And, um, you just kept this tremendous faith and courage through a really remarkable, um, struggle that had to have been, honestly, kind of a parent's worst nightmare. So I know some people stray away from sharing the details of their lives like that. 
Um, and so what inspired you to be able to share that journey publicly? Like, how did you come to yeah. that decision and how did that feel for you? I'm so glad you asked that. Cause I don't even know if I've ever answered this question on a podcast, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty unfiltered as a person. I, mm-hmm. I wish I was better sometimes <laughs> at being oh, like, no, 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 you know, no, don't change. <laughs> um, but I, I think my parents said, you know, that's why we named you clear. Like, I think, uh, there's so much beauty in in that. And I think people are hungry for it. But honestly, when I went to, so sledge came when I was 26 weeks pregnant. Um, and I went in for a glucose screening. I had added an ultrasound and long story short, my car never moved from my obese office. I went straight from there. My parents came, Will, that was the only appointment he did not attend, went straight to the hospital. And, um, that what my appointment was at 8.30 and by two o'clock Sledge was here. So it was a very swift, um, obviously unplanned <laughs> day of events. But, you know, my team, honestly, it was really just desperation for prayer. I didn't even know that they had had put that um, graphic up, you know, and I, I am the only one who operates Instagram. And I think maybe right before they're like, do you mind if we tell and pe- tell people to you know, to ask for prayer. And I was like, Oh my, I mean, of course, if there's anything that I know a works, B everybody can do and see everybody has access to the same person who can move mountains. That's a great combination for success. So yes, please join the forces. Let's do it. So they, you know, just asked, um, you know, just people who followed or anybody who would, you know, text friends or whomever to, Hey, will you hit your knees and pray for clear and, um, baby and will. And it was kind of through that prompting that, um, it was almost like God's faithfulness. Well, first off he was born. So we're like, guys, he's here. And, you know, they said he was going to have fluid all around his brain and his organs and all this stuff. And he's here and it's a miracle and he's doing great. And he's in the NICU and he's tiny as heck, but he's doing awesome. And then it was kind of like, Will and I got to tangibly, literally, Will said it perfectly. He was like, it's almost like a a life raft that you're literally like floating across the ocean. Like prayers literally carried us. And we felt that like tangibly, practically, spiritually, like, I mean, we certainly didn't have energy, right? You know, I mean, I was, I'm not sure fumes existed. I was kind of like walking into the hospital and they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, I am present. (laughs) I am alive, you know, and, um, you're so grateful though. I mean, honestly, it's just all of that. I mean, that, that's a whole other, we can get into that in just a minute, but that miracle mindset, you know, where everything kind of flips the script and, um, what you would thought was your worst nightmare actually was a detour in your life to witnessing God's miracles in a practical way that you would have never, ever, ever seen before. And we got to see God's faithfulness so alive and so active and people had genuinely, I mean, we're checking on him and messaging. And I thought, you know what? Usually I would post good news Fridays. And I was like, well, this is like the best good news. And this is like a practical way to update people. And I don't want to be in their face about it. And I don't want to assume like, if you don't want to know, that's totally okay. But then this way people could see, you know, God's, you know, all these 
miracles taking place in live uh, time and and get to pray and get to take part. And it just felt like a family, honestly. Um, I mean, I really felt like it was a virtual family and community. And so just sharing that way, um, it was kind of accidental that I started sharing. And then obviously, much like starting clearly stated, the Lord said, oh, that was not an accident. I had really good plans for this. And so um, it kind of just became a tradition. And then Sledge became <laughs> part of clearly stated. He did not plan for, I am sure. Um <laughs> But it was, you know, I, I look back at that time and, and you were so kind to say, you know, that I walked that road with grace. Um, but, you know, I it, it was such a privilege to me. Like I look back and God had prepared our family for that in ways that like I could never explain. I mean, when Sledge was born, it was so strange because Yes, my body was like, okay, obviously this was not planned, but also the other part of my spirit was not shocked at all, which is like a very strange feeling, but it was like, I knew, okay, Sledge was made for this. And as a mom, there's nothing I want more than to be able to take him home every night, but there's nothing I'm more proud of to know that he can do this. Like he was made for this journey and God's going to be glorified through it. And so, um, and it grew Will and I's marriage. And honestly, I mean, talk about creativity and writing. I mean, there is nothing like being sharpened in the fire. And there's also nothing like being sharpened in a fire when you're knocking on the door saying, okay, I think I'll come out now. And God's like, I just need you to sit down in there for a little bit, you know? And um, I mean, I felt like there was a rawness and a vulnerability and honestly, just faith. I mean, the essence of faith, because you... It, it really is. I mean, when, when it's the most precious thing on the line to you, that's when really it's a matter of, okay, you talked about trust, but where does the rubber meet the road? Right. So, um, it was such a gift to us. And of course it was hard. Of course it felt like, you know, I think with owning a business, I was continually going, okay, God, I am like, my life is a circus. Like I am, uh, currently, you know, my child's in the NICU. I'm here all day. I'm trying to run clearly stated. I'm trying to be a decent friend and like human, but it's like the hospital's a casino. You don't know what the weather's like outside. <laughs> you know, you're just kind of in this vortex and um, continually asking for like, okay, God, what do you want me to focus on? You know, and with writing, I actually had, you know, a devotional release while I was in the hospital and just understanding like, hey, people like, this is life, right? Like God's the God of reality and he's not shocked by any of these details. And so instead of feeling like everything's an interruption, just invite people along for the ride and understand that like, what if the thing that you would have felt like is the biggest interruption is actually like the biggest setup for you to really, really, really walk in your calling. And um, it kind of feels that way. I'm almost hesitant to say it because it was so, it was hard. <laughs> it was very hard. No, um, yeah. But I, it was also the richest time. It continues to be. I mean, Sledge is still walking through, you know, developmental stuff and, um, you know, we're kind of searching for some answers and different things. I mean, he's doing, he's doing incredible, but you know, it's, it's a different, um, it's definitely one of those things where, the Lord's timeline and you start to really understand, okay, God, I really don't want to 
get tired succeeding at things that don't matter. I want to be really good at picking out what does matter, at saying yes to those things and saying no so that the space that I said yes actually can flourish. And um, and then to have like what I really felt like was a game changer for me in the hospital. And I realized y'all might just need to edit so many things out. I'm just rambling. <laughs> um, but it's to have a heart of expectation. I would enter the hospital. I would expect for God to work miracles. I would expect to connect with people and for, for his, like for faith to just blow science out of the water. I would expect for God to comfort me when I was struggling. I would expect for him to sustain me because my energy was certainly whittling. I would expect for Sledge to justify odds regarding certain tests. I mean, it was like that that spirit of expectation because I, I knew too that if there like God was not going to disappoint me, even if it wasn't in the exact timeline or maybe the healing scope that I anticipated or whatever, I had learned and it was practical every day. I mean, it was a very, in a very practical way. I got to see that like, if I ever felt let down in a moment, it was because of he was truly making something miraculous out of it. And he wanted other people to be able to witness that too. So um, I think, you know, at, at one point he was kind of like, are you on board for this? Are you on board for understanding that it may not, it may feel uncertain. It may feel shaky. It's, it, you may feel tired. It may be feel confusing at moments, but just like in that scripture in John, you may not understand now, but you will later and you will be glad. And I just had to say, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm game. That sounds good. Uh, I might say a few other prayers in between now and then, <laughs> and he's good with it. You know, he already knows. I think that, uh, that comforts me greatly. He's not surprised. He already knows my thought before I say it. So, well, I think the thing too, like as an, as an outsider looking in that just really kind of blew my mind from just like a practical perspective. And also like as a writer, you know, yeah, you didn't, you didn't skip a beat. I mean, <laughs> because I'm you know, insane. No, I mean, it's, it's, funny. it's funny because like, I feel like I know we don't even really know each other in real life, but I guess I feel like I've known you for a long time and we live like in close proximity. And but we, we have, do, Chrissy, we know each right. other. But so I feel like I've kind of been following you on this journey for like a longer time. And now, you know, you're so widely known and so popular. And it's so funny because I'll just be going through like, just scrolling through Instagram on like a Monday and the number of people that like, I don't even know them, but like, there were like some random person who were like sharing your, you know, you know, speak this over your week prayer on a Sunday or your Monday prayer or something like that is so amazing. And I know that you must feel a little bit of responsibility because your followers really count on that. You know, they really count on those prayers to sort of sustain yeah. them through the week but you, you did not miss them. I mean, you were going through literal hell. I mean, and, and you did not miss them. So how did you do that? <laughs> Honestly, like I'll never forget the first. So I had sledge on Friday. My birthday was Saturday. So his due date was the day before Will's birthday and he hijacked my birthday instead, which I'm you know, very <laughs> glad about that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, totally fine. So, um, so, and then that Monday I wrote the Monday prayer and I'll never, my sister-in-law was like, Will, who wrote that prayer for Claire? He's like, she did. She did. She's writing it in the hospital. And I remember she was like, oh gosh, but I, 
I don't know. So this is my strategy. In the mornings, I do my best to sit with the Lord. And if I feel like I am just like at capacity and everything I'm reading is just like, it's not even going in. I'm just like talking to him for a second. I'm trying to move my body, get up, work out, just cultivate gratitude. Some level, I feel like fighting for a contentment is like such a crucial way to begin the day to just really understand that that's your choice before the world tells you this is what's this is how you're about to react to your day to decide how you're going to operate you know i think that's really important um because then you decide what kind of season you're going to have right the weather doesn't get to decide you've already determined your posture and that's what you're going to be about and i think that was crucial for me during that time, but also I get up and then I literally just make the graphic and I'm writing it like in real time and I post it. I usually give myself like 20 minutes and I post it. So you're doing that in real time. You are not like, like, I don't, I don't, I live nothing. I've never written content ahead of time. Okay. That's, that's, and that's like probably also, um, my, my publisher Harper Collins was like, wait, for real? I was like, yeah, I know. I understand that like batching content and scheduling ahead of time would be a helpful for my everyday life and sanity be probably helpful to my marriage. And my husband would not be like, are you seriously writing a Monday prayer right now? Um, but <laughs> I, it's it, to me, I guess that part of me that really fights for the brand to always remain super authentic. Um, it just, I don't know. And I feel like, gosh, when I've pre-do content and I'm sure it would be different. Like I'm sure I am sure that this is really just my stubborn way of not changing my, what I currently do, honestly. Um, but it just feels like then it's relevant. Like I know what the country's walking through. I can, I know the temperature of my friends. I'm in community. I'm experiencing life real time. I know the weight of my own personal walk with the Lord. I'm in the scripture. You know, I, I feel like it's like, haven't, I don't know. It just feels like then I'm really, um, sitting in it with people and writing to that. And a lot of times I'll be like, I think I'm going to write about this. And I'll start to write a graphic and like the Holy spirit, it's like, he drops a basket and he's like, you're right about comparison. And I'm like, well, okay. So then I'll like, that was yesterday. And I just wrote it in my car really quick, right before I left for a book signing and then posted it. But I always do everything. And I write it directly to Instagram and usually in the car or while I'm feeding sledge. <laughs> I remember being and my, my mom and I've had a design blog for like 10 years and we do the same thing. Like every, like every day's content was written the night before. Yeah. And we'll go to blog conferences and people are like, Oh, I have a year of content batched. Like oh, people God. would never know that I like, like if something happens to me, people will never know. And we're like, well, people will know with us the next day. Oh gosh. Yes. I always say like, if I die, please take all clearly stated products to the hospital and just pass them out. You know, just like (laughs) it's been real guys. We love you. You know, I'm happy. I'm good. I'm upstairs. Promise. I'm happier than you. Um, (laughs) but you know, I mean, it's just, it, it is like thinking about that, but yeah, during that time, it was honestly like, it was ministry to my own soul. It was like healing balm because Also, I've learned I'm actually not very good at sorting through my own feelings. Um, I'm really good at talking about feelings. I'm really good at asking you about yours. My feelings? No, thank you. I'm good on that. So it allowed, it gave me space and breathing room to kind of like 
because I didn't even realize, like I would double back on my own post to go, oh my gosh, that was the Holy Spirit talking to me. That was the Holy Spirit telling me, hey, it's okay. You can be a positive, faithful mother. You can be an aspiring business owner and still be a grieving mom. It is okay. You can do both. And so in those moments to have that space, um, you know, was was really helpful. And Will, you know, of course, he was still going to work. And, um, you know, I was in the hospital and, uh, you know, sitting with Sledge. And it was so cool. The nurses that I got to meet who are still now like family and just, I mean, there's so many instances where I was like, I mean, The Miracle of You, the new children's book that was just released, that literally, I I told one of the nurses when I was sitting there, and I just remembered this recently, I need to text her and say, did I, this was you, right? I'm not making this up. I was like, I think I'm going to write a children's book, and it's going to be called The Miracle of You, because I would always tell such, I'm never going to let you forget that you are my favorite miracle, like never going to let you forget the miracle of you. And so it was just like language that was kind of like, you know, when God's kind of like connecting dots and you think things are, you know, wow, I can't believe that happened. And he was, you know, working all his magic behind the scenes. And so that was, it's like all these storylines were taking place in, in the hospital. And yeah. It was a very rich season. I can't imagine life without it now. This kind of took me my brain off into another direction. We could probably do a whole podcast on this. But one of the things I'm getting from you is what an inspiration you are to parents who struggle. Um, my son, when he was born, we went through very similar things. And so listening to you talk has taken me back there. And I wish I'd had a book like Miracle of you to uh, refer to because we were completely lost we didn't we didn't know we had our we our faith and our community brought us through it but but it's it would have been amazing to have somebody with your outlook in our life at the mm. time so thank you for that that's As so I, kind I, I, that's inspiration to so many other parents who struggle. how's your son now he's doing well he's in his 30s and he's doing well he's yeah. doing well he's i have uh three granddaughters from him <gasps> oh my goodness what a blessing right and, that's um, amazing he, we still have to watch his health but um he, he's yeah. doing fine he's doing good fine. Thank i'm so you for glad to hear that, that. yeah I want to know how everybody can get their hands on a copy of Miracle of You. Yes. So The Miracle of You, now here's an infomercial, can be found at, yeah. psych, I'm just kidding, um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you know, all the places, Target.com, everything. I mean, it can be pretty much wherever books are sold, you can find The Miracle of You. A lot of boutiques carry it, local indie bookstores, independent bookstores. Um, so kind of all over the place. But as far as you know, online sources, if that's easiest, Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, christianbook.com. Um, everything is also on my website on clearlystated.com. We have a landing page with all the different links, just so that way, if you're like an avid shopper at a certain place and you want points, you can get it there. So that's great. Nice. Thank you. Well, we are so excited about the new book and, um, you know, can't wait for people to read it. Um, but can you tell us a little bit more about, um, about creating the miracle of you? Because obviously, you know, you had been, well, I'm saying this, this isn't necessarily true. I was going to say you'd been creating products for adults, which is probably mostly true, but you did have some products for children 
before. So tell us, you know, how that was different for you creating this children's book and, and what is it that you hope that, you know, kids and parents alike will take away from it? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, you know, I thought it would be a lot easier than a devotional. It's actually, it was actually a harder project for me. Um, I had to cut, you know, there's a certain standard amount that really for readability, like that was an interesting thing to learn as far as how, how long a children's book usually is for parents to not like fall asleep, you know, at the wheel. (laughs) And so like cutting some, trimming some and, um, and then working with the illustrator to really make that vision come to life, you know, because for a child, like, they, I mean, they're all their senses are involved. Like if they're looking at food, they want to almost for it to like pop off a page. And if it's pizza, they want to feel like they can almost smell it. You know, if you're, you want your words and your illustrations to really be like perfect companions. So that one really carries the other and vice versa. Um, and Alejandra Barajas, who is the illustrator, did an incredible job with that. So that was such a cool experience to really take people on an adventure. I mean, I wanted it to feel like a 3D movie. I wanted for, and I wanted for when parents to read it, for them to feel overwhelming emotion for their child, for all the rush around, like it's really meant to be a love letter, right? From parents to their kids to say, hey, you're going to go across the ocean on a boat. How does it even float? We don't even know. What about airplanes? That's such a miracle that they're in the sky. What about all these sea creatures and jungle and this and that and all these different visual miracles that we experience in life. And then for the parents to say, hey, but above all of those things, my favorite place to spend, my favorite person to spend time with is you. My favorite adventure is the miracle of you. The best miracle is the miracle of you. Like that just redundant um, theme to come to mind. Because I think for kids, what they're saying is, oh my gosh, wait, even greater than this, even greater than this, even, you know, for them, like that's such a, wow, like I can, I understand that a little bit more. Like you must really, really love me. Like I feel so special, you know? And then as parents reading that, I really wanted them to understand like, and you're God's kid. So what does that mean about you? Like of all the stuff you're getting to do and all the experiences you're creating and all the success that you've achieved, God's favorite thing is you. Like that's his favorite, your presence, your aroundness. Like that is his favorite miracle. And so, um, it was a really fun process though. Cutting it was hard. That hurt my feelings. Cutting. I'm such a, like, I use every character on Instagram. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm out of them. Shoot. Okay. I got to go delete some. So my, my whole family's like, you use way too many words. And I'm like, I know you guys don't use enough. So we balance each other out. So, you know, it's like with the children's book, I had to trim some and, um, and so that was, you know, interesting experience and just, making sure that really the heart of the book was just so clearly communicated throughout everything. Um, But it was so much fun. I actually wrote the book on my phone, on a Google doc, on the way to the beach, I pulled over and wrote the book, but it had been stewing in my heart. I always say it was like a crock pot book, you know, where it was like, that was just me taking the meat out and it was stewing in my heart for a really long time which is always how my pastor tells me, like, you should never microwave a message. You should always crock pot it, like start to think about it, start to marinate it and then let it hang out. Right. Like, because that's when the Holy spirit does his greatest work when you're not rushing through a project. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was just, it was so cool because I think reading it, actually one of my favorite things is watching when I first, when Will read like just the words and, 
when he read them over Sledge. Because Will always read to Sledge every, he would go to the hospital before work, he would go during lunch, and then he would go after work. And his thing was reading to him. His mom was a teacher. And so that was just so important to him. He was honestly better about it than I was. And so I was really nervous. I was like, he has so much book experience, you know, like, what's he going to think about this children's book? Like, he's, is it going to be a snooze fest? He'll tell me. He will tell me. And so, and he was like, clear, I feel like Sledge really gets it. Like, he listened, like he received what I was saying to him. And he was like, and it made me feel so good to read it. And like, he was like, and it just made me happy. Like, I was just reminded, like, oh, now I know it. Like, I know what matters, you know? Like, this is a very, very simple way. Because I just think if we really complicate things, we won't apply them. So this book is like the heart of God is really that, like, all of these visual things are such blessings and they're meant to be appreciated and experienced. But certainly what is most appreciated and meant to be experience the most gratitude around is just us, you know, and our children, our family, our lives, our friends, just those relationships. And so anyway, he gave it a five-star rating this. So that was honestly that review. I'm good with everything else. I was like, <laughs> I was most nervous. Well, we cannot wait for all of our listeners out there to pick up their copies of the miracle of you. Yes, there are great, yes. great, Easter gift too, for sure. Yes. Yeah. And Easter is April 9th. So perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, of course, like dream big. I mean, I think the Lord is like, why would you dream small? He's the greatest businessman. So I'm like, I would love for people to say, oh my gosh, I have a baby shower. I want this baby or this child to know, like, no matter what I'm gifting, I want them to know they're a miracle. Like it's a really thoughtful gift. And I always tell people, I'm like, when you get this book, you need to write in it. Like you can write one sentence. You don't have to like commit your spirit. Okay. You just need to write <laughs> like just your handwriting. You know, I think personalizing it is just really special. So it doesn't take That's much awesome. time to be a thoughtful person. Totally. Very well said. Oh, clear. Um, I know we're going to get asked this a lot, so let's take care of it right here. Mm-hmm. How can people connect with you online and find out all the things you're doing? I still can't believe people want to connect with me. I'm so honored that I'm like always like, I promise when you meet me in person, I'm not that cool. Um, (laughs) At Clearly Stated is my Instagram and I'm the only one who operates it. So if they message me there, I will be the one to message them back and would love to hear from people. Honestly, I mean, what's the heart of my brand is that, you know, if I'm not, I'm writing content for people. It's not just meant to be content. It's for the heart and the soul of people. So I would love for them to find me there. All of my products for men, women, and kids. And we've done a lot more kids. Kids products are always, they're so fun. You know, I mean, it's hard not to like it. It's colorful. It's happy. It's at clearlystated.com. And yes. And we have an email list too. I know a lot of people are like, I am not doing social media because it's a rabbit hole and they can join the email list and all things are communicated that way as well. Good. And share the title of your podcast. Yes. Let's be clear. And then it's me with AirPods on in a closet. So just get ready. Yeah. It is. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun though. I really enjoy podcasts. It's like a way for you to feel like you're really benefiting your own soul and multitasking, which, you know, as a mom, I'm like, oh, beautiful. 
I can like kill two birds with one stone and feel good about it and learn things I would never know otherwise. So yes, I appreciate you asking. Oh, please. They're going to want to know. Trust me. Well, Claire, thank you so much. It's been so wonderful to meet you. You're such an inspiration. You're a miracle yourself. Hmm. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. That was, I don't think anyone's ever taken the time to say that directly back to me. So thank you. That was really, I needed that. I actually really needed that. (laughs) So thank you. I appreciate it. It's reciprocal. reciprocal. (laughs) Um, And thank you to our listeners for tuning into this special holiday episode. As always, please share with a friend. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Friends in Fiction Writer's Block Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. Tune in every Friday for another episode. And you can also join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live Friends and Fiction show airs at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are so glad you're here. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.